Welcome to episode 75 of Too Old for This Podcast, your safe space for grown-up talk about childish things. And tonight's childish things are episodes one and two of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Plus, we're going to talk about the Red Band trailer for Suicide Squad and, you know, other stuff. So, on nerd and up nerd. What's cracking, bro? Pondy rhythm. <laughs> Ponda bunk. How you doing, my brother? I'm good, 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 good. How are you? I'm all right. Another uh, another weekend is gone, man. Another weekend in the books. Here we are, Sunday night, yeah. March 28th, 2021. Yeah. It's the day after my son's third birthday. It's three days before my dad's 89th birthday. <laughs> Two days before my nephew's eleventh birthday. <laughs> all of this, all of this, is very important information that people need to know. <laughs> Absolutely, one hundred percent. What's yeah. new? Uh, what? What did we talk about last week? Uh, Snyder cut. We, wow, that was t- yeah, that we, was thing. Since then, they released another version of it, the black you, and white version. Did you watch that one now or no? Of course, you know what I did. I just took the version that I had, and, and I went, I went in my VLC settings, and I, just, I just, I changed it to black and white. And then I was like, it was like, damn, it is better. Uh, shit. Whatever, I'll watch that in black and white. Sure, yeah. I love actually the image that Zack Snyder tweeted of of just Dark Side in mm-hmm. black and white. Looked so badass. It, oh, yeah. it, really, it really felt like uh, something from uh, what was that? What was that? Uh, that that movie that was a comic book that was just turned into. It was like a graphic novel that was turned into a movie, but it was like the movie looked like the graphic novel. Uh, no, <laughs> no. Um, the uh, damn it, Sin it City. Yes, thank you. It it really looked like an image from Sin City to me. Yeah, okay. Anyway. Did they colorize the blood then, at least? Uh, Dark, no, but Darkseid's eyes really popped, and they were like lit up for Omega Beams. Okay. No, just because in that film, uh, basically it was black and white, but all the blood was in color, right? Yes, I remember. I remember. Right. So that was, that that's why I was thinking, cool. like, when you said that, maybe they were like... Because there was a fair... Not, like, over... Uh, like amounts of blood in the Snyder Cut, but there was blood. So they realistically could have did that. Sure. Right? Made they, it more like... Uh, maybe, maybe that'll be the next version, Kev. <laughs> Justice is gray, blood is red. <laughs> Snyder, the Snyder Cut cut? <laughs> yes. Let them do it. Just fucking do it. Like, just do the it Sin all. The Sin City cut. <laughs> I am totally... I know there's going to be an IMAX release at some mm-hmm. point. Know, maybe not next year, maybe in three years, maybe in five years. It's going to happen. I'm going to be there. Yeah. I can't wait to see that movie in IMAX in the theater. All right. It's going to be done. All right. Apparently, um, I'll be there with you. You know, there's all <laughs> kinds of online speculation. Oh, yeah, you will be there. Don't we worry. You will be there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 
Um, you promised me not, an intermission. I would, not, I would not dream of letting you miss that. All right. um, the thing is, um, damn, I totally lost my train. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying, uh, so uh, IMAX, Snyder Cut. It's going to be great. Uh, I don't I'm trying to help you going. gain your train of thought back. Oh, there's a lot of online um, speculation about what the future of the Snyderverse is. Mm -hmm. uh, the Snyder, the, the restore the Snyderverse hashtag has now been tweeted more times than Endgame. It's the number one tweeted hashtag of, of all time for, yeah. for superhero movie related stuff. So the movement is huge so and HBO Max is going to need some shows that people really want to watch. So mm -hmm. I think... I think there's a lot of possibility out there. And when you think about the Flash movie is based on these characters from this movie. Mm -hmm. The Aquaman Aquaman 3 is happening. Aquaman 2, sorry, is happening. Wonder Woman 3 is happening. These are all characters from this movie yep. originally. So the Snyderverse still carries on in, in various ways. And I could totally see them letting Zack Snyder do an HBO Max show. So I actually started my own movement on, uh, on Facebook. I don't know if you saw this. No, I didn't see that. <laughs> so apparently, uh, Chris Columbus, the uh, director, he's a uh, he directed, I believe, like Adventures in Babysitting. Um, there was a couple other ones he did. The uh, great, great, great Adventures in Babysitting. Do you know mm. in its in its original run, I saw that movie in theaters four times. Oh wow, that's crazy! Uh, Big nice. fan. Big nice. fan. Nice. So, anyways, yeah, uh, Chris Columbus uh, apparently uh, came out and said that uh, there was enough footage. From like um, Mrs. Doubtfire uh, of uh, Robin Williams, I guess in like the uh, in the in the uh, suit, whatever, um, making lots of raunchy jokes, and uh, there's enough footage to put out a R-rated cut. So I started the movement of release the raunchy cut. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. So <laughs> the the will the Robin Williams uh, post. Man, there's so there's so much ethical dilemma in that. I would love choice. it. I think that'd be a great. But choice. but would Robin Williams have allowed that? I mean, he would. I mean, obviously, obviously, it ended up being it's a, his humor. Yeah, he. But, remember but, his. But he, how did how did he feel about the character of Mrs. Doubtfire and how it was it like? I don't know, like well, sacred he, children if, and stuff. Yeah, well, it was obviously made towards kids. That's that was apparent, uh, or not towards kids necessarily, but uh, a family film. But uh, remember, his stand-up was really raunchy. So oh, yes. I'm sure that uh, he would, he probably would have had a good time watching a raunchy version of Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, obviously, kids are not going to watch it. <laughs> it's going to be geared towards adults, right? So, yeah, man, I think that would be. Yeah, great. I want to see that. I'm going to tweet that. I'm yeah. For sure. <laughs> Release the raunchy cut. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully it catches on, and <laughs> maybe HBO Ra Max will pick it up, and we'll see it. So, raunchy's like the worst word. <laughs> <laughs> well, release the R-rated cut looks stupid to me, so that's why I changed R-rated to raunchy. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, okay. they use the word raunchy in the article too, so. Yeah, I thought it just fit. I get it. No, yeah. I I didn't understand why you use it. It's yeah. just the worst word. It's yeah. gore. It's go. gross. It's a it's gross. 
<laughs> I mean, there are worse words. It's not actually yeah. literally the worst word, yeah. but it's like a gross word. It's a gross anyway, word to describe wow. gross words. So. Wow, I went off on a tangent there so, about that. So, Anywho, mm-hmm. before we get to um, what I have this week referred to as boring and the boring boring... Uh, uh, what, what else did I call it? The, oh, the sidekick, sidekick and the sidekick, and the sidekick, sidekick, sidekick show, kick. whatever. No, sidekick and the sidekick, sidekick. Uh, yeah. uh, and uh, the other thing I called it was, um, oh, uh, bankrupt and therapy guy. <laughs> um, That's funny. Before uh, I actually, after episode two, uh, I'm into this show. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it now. Okay, uh, but before we get to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. um, this trailer came out. This Red Band trailer for Suicide Squad. It's not the real trailer. The real trailer is actually coming out tomorrow. But oh, really? this trailer, this trailer is dope. Yeah, this is an R-rated trailer. It's got like the r a lot of R-rated jokes in it, mm-hmm. uh, including uh, John Cena making a, a fantastically funny um, monologue about <laughs> about dicks. About eating dicks on a beach. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and 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 there's a the, they show a funny scene where the whole team is going to break Harley Quinn out of jail, and and she pops up behind them <laughs> on the street because she just got herself out. Yeah. Because she's so badass, and that's but it was funny. Do it's, you want me to go back in? <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, based on uh, watching this trailer, um, I don't know. Let's see if you're in the same ballpark as I am. But I feel like King Shark is going to steal this movie. Oh, God, yeah. He's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. He's the Groot. Yeah. For sure. He's yeah. the Groot here. Yeah. Um, or the Rocket or the Groot Rocket combined. Um, he seems cute and dangerous. Yeah. Uh, so that's a that's. James Gunn is good with that kind of character. Yeah. Um, the but whole man, nom I'm, nom thing I'm, was hilarious. Watching nom this trailer, nom. <laughs> I'm excited seeing Michael Rooker. I'm excited seeing Pete Davidson. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I, I, I honestly, the, it's, what it's brings a fun me cast. down. It's a really fun brings, cast. The only thing that brings me down about it at all is the the cast from the original movie still being in it, but yeah. uh, like this, like the soldier dude, I could do that. The boomerang dude, I could do that, but that's just me, my personal thing. Captain, I know some people like them, Captain so boomerang, whatever, boomerang. that's fine. Um, yeah. Captain boomerang. But um, it, this, this is fun. It's mm-hmm. like, a, it's like a guardians trailer yeah. in, in feel very much. Apparently in, Taika in, Waititi's in, in this too. Eh? I'm just looking at the, yeah, well, the his his character is uh, I guess they haven't showed his character yet because it's actually blank on IMDb. <clears throat> so um, I guess they might introduce that character. And in, uh, you said the, another trailer is coming out tomorrow. Yeah, the official okay. trailer, the, the non the non red band trailer. Okay, I didn't like I said I didn't know that. So yeah, maybe he'll pop up in that then. Um. You know, this trailer is so sick, though. It's got a great shot of Killer Shark ripping a soldier in mm-hmm. half. Yeah. And they grab, they show it. Uh, and uh, a lot of other violent stuff like that, mm-hmm. as well as the dick jokes that we mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, 
It's exciting. Um, and, and it ends with, I forget the name of the character, but the giant star that's like, it's, it's, oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah. from DC Comics. Yeah. Starro. It's Starro. Starro, yeah. It's like a mind-controlling alien starfish, mm-hmm. but it's like massive uh, in this. And uh, there's a joke. Somebody goes, we got a kaiju up in this motherfucker. <laughs> and it's, it's a giant Starro yeah. destroying a city. Um, it looks super fun. It doesn't. It look doesn't look like like the villains are weird and muddy and dumb like the first Suicide Squad movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it definitely looks uh, fun. I think this is going to be a fun film. I don't see any Jared Leto. In Not this yet. Trailer. <clears throat> Not yet, but who knows? He might pop up in there, right? I mean, he actually could pop up in this movie. I, I the think potential's there. Well, um, Harley Quinn's in it. <clears throat> and he's famously his girlfriend, so our boyfriend. So um, who knows? But they broke up in the last movie we saw. This Harley is Quinn. true. They That's right. Him. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. That's right. But also oh. timeline. I wonder if this takes place after Birds of Prey, though. I guess technically, uh, it should. Right. Yeah, I think so. I mm. think so. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, what I think is interesting is like i was really worried about this john cena character peacemaker because mm-hmm. this is a this is a character that i knew from the comics and i was just like wow they just did his costume literally at the comics and this i didn't know how they were going to do this character and make me believe it as a person I, i'm glad they didn't take it seriously it seems to be a completely slapstick goofy take on the character yeah, okay. where the where his teammates are actually making fun of his costume which which they should because mm-hmm. like i said it's awful yeah um but the character himself doesn't seem like super deadly serious like the one from the comic book. He seems like at least he's lighthearted and silly conversationally. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. if he's, Maybe he murders people the entire time like he does in the comics. I don't know. We see King Shark murdering people in this thing. So Well, he must have did a good job uh, because he got a spinoff, right? So yeah 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 <clears throat> they wouldn't have just it's, uh... it's john cena and he's naturally funny so you put him with a good script which james gunn wrote this script so mm-hmm. i can't believe i can't believe it's not going to be great i'm i'm probably going to love it yeah um yeah it's, it definitely looks fun uh, i'm looking forward to this one yeah anyway and like yeah. you said king shark king shark's gonna steal it yeah, I, f- I just feel like every scene he was in in this trailer, he stole, right? So I have a feeling he's just going to be the, sh- the the breakout character of this. Yeah. So, King Sh- but don't King get Sh- too attached because apparently <laughs> anyone can die. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, Groot died, but then he came back. So. True. <laughs> anyone could die, but anyone could come back too. So. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm I'm betting that. Um, Pete Davidson's character is like one of Deadpool's teammates from from Deadpool Two, <laughs> will like be in one scene and then die. That'll yeah. be it. But it'll be really funny. I bet. I bet you it'll be really funny. Michael yeah. Rooker too. I bet you he dies. I bet you he dies in a really funny way as well. Mm-hmm. Just guessing. Don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Was there anything else from this week besides this awesome uh, Red Band trailer for uh, Suicide Squad? Uh, off the top of the head, I can't really think of anything else. Trailer wise, uh, we got Godzilla next week. Yep, comes out. Um, Yep. 
Nobody comes out on digital next week. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm just trying to think of any other trailers. Uh, Mortal Kombat's around the corner, too. That's in April. Uh, Yeah, no, I think that's about it. Sick. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, then. uh, (laughs) That's that's it for news of the week. Uh, (laughs) And on to. Okay, I don't have a theme. I can't think of a song. It's funny for this. because I was thinking like like we don't have a theme for this one yet. No. And I don't I was I like this would be where I would be singing the theme song that I have in my head for this. And no, I can't even nothing. I not, it, something will come to me maybe someday. I don't na 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 Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> Oh, How's that? <laughs> I think we're we're better than that. We can come up with something. <laughs> okay. Uh, shit. It's just not. It's just not ringing ringing through right now. But we'll come up with something. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Falcon and the Winter Soldier <laughs> does whatever a Falcon and the Winter Soldier can. <laughs> Punch of stuff flies around in the air on the ground. Hey there, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I did it. Boom, 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 boom. Hey, hey, hey. It's the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. (laughs) I got a shield for you. Oh, God. Don't give it away. Uh, fat Albert is offensive to me as a fat fat person. What? You're not black. As a fat person. I'm offended by Fat Albert, okay? (laughs) Fuck off, Bill Cosby. Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you to call his character Fat Albert and fucking make fun of his weight? In in all fairness, didn't really make fun of his weight because he was like helping everybody. If anything, he was looked up as he was was funny. He was like a he ran around his belly jingling. He was funny. (laughs) (laughs) I I can barely speak because I'm choking on all the fat in my own voice box. (laughs) That's why I do this funny voice. Uh, Thanks, Bill shit. Cosby. As as a fat kid, I really appreciated that, Bill Cosby. Uh, Thanks for educa- <laughs> Thanks for educating me, Bill Cosby, Doctor uh, Cosby, <laughs> Doctor Cosby. Thanks. In all fairness, he's getting raped right now, so <laughs> karma's he's a bitch. So, is he, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's okay. He's not. He's not. You know, I'm, yeah, karma got him. I guess. <laughs> there you go. It wasn't karma, dude. It was reality. It was the law. <laughs> it was the law. The long arm of the law. It, it, it wasn't the law of the universe. It was the law of whatever state uh, he touched that girl in. I don't, even, I don't even know. I know he's from, like, what, Chicago or something? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. right. uh, where did we go? Where are we? So, yeah, let's yeah. Uh, let's talk about episode one. Falcon of, uh... and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I just wrote that. I don't know what it is. 
Uh, so episode one. Uh, <clears throat> um, was um uh, it uh, it existed? Uh, <laughs> I honestly uh, I have no that? idea why you, why you're so anti this uh, this episode. Uh, I thought it set up the characters perfectly. Uh, it had great action in it. Uh, we learned the background of the Falcon, who what we knew nothing about going into this. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I, I thought it was a good. It was a good setup episode. Uh, it set up also the the flag smashers as well. Like, I don't know. Like, I. But anyways, we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. I. And I just want to talk about the action sequences in this. Freaking... I, just, I just, I just, I just, I just, okay. Here it is. Okay. Lay it out. Lay, lay it out. Hit me. Um, I, like I, like I told you, like I told, like I've said it a thousand times. I don't, I didn't care about these characters going into this. No, right. I, I, so I get that. So here did I, uh, you know what I mean? Just <laughs> dealing with them in their personal lives and like not giving me really much else of what's going on or what's coming or anything to tickle me mm-hmm. just was was like a big yawn to me that's all and Fair i was enough. just like okay i still don't care about these characters after the first 40 minutes but um after episode 2 i found characters to like mm-hmm. and it's not it's still not the falcon and the winter soldier but right. <laughs> Um, anyway, yes. Where where were we? Uh, these this opening action sequence I found to be remarkable. In it was that, incredible. It called back to uh, the, the opening Soldier. action action se- sequence from the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain America drops out of the plane mid conversation. Uh, very much the same way Falcon does in mm-hmm. this episode. Uh, so parallel structure, uh, things rhyme in Marvel comics in the MCU, just the way they do in star Wars, mm-hmm. just to remind you that you're here in this same universe, your home get comfy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and this action sequence, it was pretty cool. Go ahead. Talk about it. Describe it. No, I was just going to say like, uh, it was so well done. Like it's, this show is on scale of the movies. Like, I felt like I was flying with the Falcon. You know what I mean? Like it was just so well done, and it's through yep. the CGI. Just like even just like with the Falcon, just looks so good and so realistic. Like I feel yeah. like some of the uh, like the guys like probably in those like fly suits, whatever. That was probably practical. I'm guessing it looked practical. I'm um, I'm assuming the close-ups were obviously shot like in a soundstage, but. The actual like yeah those yeah those jumpsuits yeah everybody's look, got this. yeah they look they real like, um it looked real yeah yeah like obviously the Falcon can't fly around like that in real life so he was probably CGI but uh-huh. it looked so uh-huh. seamless it was just so well uh-huh. done and I'm sorry but I think the action in this first like three minutes or whatever how long it was ten minutes uh blew the the Snyder cut out of the water as far as the action goes. What? Uh, you heard. You heard. <laughs> it looked the that Snyder good. Cut. And you I'm sorry, but when I was watching <laughs> I was watching the Snyder what? cut. How would, how do you compete? Okay, hold on. Let me let me let me let me talk. <laughs> okay. I have the conch. 
Where did that? You just punched me out of no. nowhere. There's a fucking I'm sucker com- punch. I'm comparing it because of it was a our cheap conversation. Shot. Sucker punch. I wasn't looking. <laughs> our conversation last week. My gloves because were down. I felt like I, like I was talking to my quarter man. Because <laughs> um, while I was watching the Snyder Cut, I. I I felt I kept being taken out of it because I could tell that it was all shot in front of blue screens or green screens, whatever. Right. Where this, it was just so seamless and looked so real. Like, I'm sorry, but I just thought the action sequence, like, like I said, the first 10 minutes was just phenomenal. Okay. I, 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 I I never said the first 10 minutes was bad. I said it was good, but I think, I think if you want to, if you want to make a fair comparison, then the Snyder cut would have to have a scene that was very similar to, to the scene. And it really does. I'm comparing special effects. Sure. But, but I mean, it's, it's completely different kind of scene that that is in anything that is like anything in the Snyder cut. So it's like, fair enough. Can, is it a fair comparison? No, I get what you're saying, but I'm just comparing it in, in like, uh, in a CGI world, in in a, in a visual effect world, that's what you I'm like. Thinking. You like it better. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah, I do. I do like this better, but that's just personal opinion. But I'm just doing the comparison. That's all I was doing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to kick you while you were down. <laughs> you fucking he suckered me, brother. That's how I'm, I wasn't looking. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'm sensitive. I guess I'm sensitive. It's all good, bro. It's all good. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. No, I was just saying. Like, I, I thought the uh, the fir- the opening scene was just phenomenal, and like you said, it mirrored uh, it mirrored um, Captain America. Uh, even George uh, GSP um, was in Winter Soldier as well, and he's obviously uh, in this again. Yep. So uh, his character is returned, um, and yeah, I don't know if you want to go into detail of the of the whole thing, but oh, you know what happens in this episode? Yeah, so they're uh, they basically kidnapped. Um, I don't even know his name, but anyways, they kidnapped uh, someone, and Falcon is there to retrieve him and save him from uh, from these guys. These uh, uh, do I want to call them terrorists? <laughs> I guess. Um, freedom I guess fighters. That's a fair comparison. They're ter- it depends on it depends on what side of the conflict you're on, I guess, Kev. Yeah, I'm not really sure, um, but um, Falcon has this uh, like really exciting uh, rescue scene showing mm-hmm. you what he does for the government still, basically. Yeah, um, and it shows off his drone technology. This is like I don't know if this was ever in any of the Avengers movies or anything. This feel- red red bird. Red Wing? I feel like it was. Red Wing. I don't know. I could be wrong. I, feel like I don't remember. Yeah. I'm sorry. But um, the <clears throat> drone helps him a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a cool it's a cool little Stark Tech-like little dealio. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a cool scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, a Falcon is an interesting character being completely human. He's just got this suit. like, mm-hmm. um, So like, he's like basically, Iron Man, Iron, basically yeah. he's Iron Man, but he's got like <clears> half an <throat> half an iron man suit mm-hmm. i guess you could say because yeah. he doesn't even have like a like a face shield he wears goggles mm-hmm. um so yeah literally man just like the i wings, feel like yeah. i feel like that's really chintzy once you get the nanotech uh that that tony stark had but okay that's okay well <laughs> but, in all fairness he was the billionaire and <laughs> yes this guy has a boat. anyway <laughs> the plot the plot of this thing is sam gives up the shield um, that 
uh, he was handed over to, by Steve Rogers at the end of Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Steve Rogers intended for Sam to be the next Captain America, and Sam gives it up and has has it put in the Smithsonian, and he discontinues to be the Falcon. And <clears throat> and and in, his, and in his mind, he's he's laid Captain America the 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 icon to rest yeah. with Steve Rogers. Like, he doesn't think anybody should succeed Steve Rogers. Um, and then he goes on this mission, and then uh, we get into some intrigue, you know, uh, uh, terrorists, stuff going on on the ground, people following Falcon around in Jeeps while he's flying around. Uh, this whole wingsuit thing was cool, but I was really thinking, man, you're really dumb thinking you got away from Falcon on a wingsuit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah true, right? On a wingsuit, you're just like. <clears throat> You're you're gliding or you're dropping. <laughs> yeah, you're not. You're not. Anyway, yeah. whatever. It was still fun. It was a it was an exciting uh, stunt scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I like to shout out to the show is um, my one of my biggest complaints about Star Wars. Sorry, I'm doing a comparison here. But anyways, that's okay. Um, Sorry. So I one thing. Okay, one of the things I appreciate about Rogue One outside of all the other Star Wars movies is they actually tell you what planet they're going to. So God, yes. <laughs> in this, they tell us exactly what country we're in. And yes. I appreciate that. Like yes. what city we're in. You know what I mean? Like, if it was, if it was a comic book, they would do that on, yeah. on opening panel. It would say where you are. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciated that about Rogue One and mm-hmm. Solo. Yeah. Did they do it in Solo too? I can't remember. I really think they did. I'm, yeah, okay. maybe wrong. But yeah, I know for a fact they did in Rogue One, and yeah. that's the one thing that like kind of pissed me off about like the new trilogy, is that they didn't utilize just a simple name. <laughs> All right, I guess because the original trilogy didn't do it, maybe that's why they didn't do it, and because those were side films, maybe that's why they did it. Yeah, I don't know. Those, I don't know. I guess, <clears throat> but I don't know. I, I personally, I I I like that. <laughs> I like to know where I am. I like to know. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, Star Wars movies should adopt that Mm -hmm. from now on. Um, Even the Mandalorian, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't do it in Mandalorian either, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Yeah. true. Um, Yes. So especially because Star Wars uses so many planets that look exactly the same. Yeah, that's exactly as 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 Tatooine. Yeah, you just yeah. you need some. Yeah, you need that. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Don't just call I, it Jakku. Tell me it's Jakku. Show me on the screen. <laughs> Jack, you. <laughs> so yeah, Are you still there? Who me? Like you cut out. Me? No, yeah, I'm your audio cutting a little bit. Okay, maybe on your end, it's perfectly fine over here. Okay, <laughs> my bad. It's all good, bro. Uh, then we go into uh, like Falcon's personal life a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he meets up with um, well, what's his name, War Machine, uh, Iron Man's sidekick, Ooh, Don Cheadle. Yes, what's his character's name? Um, yeah. His real name, I'm drawing a blank, but yeah, War Machine. Basically, let's call him War Machine. I can't yeah. remember his real name. Anyway, they have a, they have like a sidekick <laughs> chat, and and Don Cheadle. Chat. Like many is like, why did you give up the shield, man? And 
and and he's just like man i just couldn't i just you know nobody should succeed steve he's the man um and i'm thinking this is why i hate captain america civil war okay because this guy almost killed this guy in that movie right and now they're just now they're just having a casual chat like they're just like they're just chess buddies you know like but in all fairness, yes, they fought, but were they really fighting like they were trying to kill each other? No. Right? He launched missiles at him. That's how he almost killed him. Man, no one died. He launched missiles at him. That's trying to kill you. And he paralyzed him. Come on. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't know. I don't know. That's that's why I hate Civil War. It's a dumb fucking movie. Anyway, mm. um, my bad. Where did I go? Uh, so he gives it to the Smithsonian, <laughs> the Shield. Yeah, um, the Shield. And then uh, they have that little chat. I like how they uh, they incorporate. Um, I don't know if you caught this, but they showed like the vanished in this little museum. So there was like a uh, like I don't know. I guess like a. Uh, I don't know, a tablet or something, and it had like the word "the vanished" on it, <clears throat> with all the names of the people who vanished, yeah, and stuff. So that's a big thing in in this universe is the blip, right? Yeah, um, they definitely talk about that a lot. Uh, they talked about it a lot in WandaVision too. Um, but anyways, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Um, and then yeah, they they go to. Bucky's backstory now. Bucky, who we come into, we meet for the first time in a dream, which is a memory more than a nightmare. Yeah. Um, where he's remembering a mission he was on as the Winter Soldier and where he is killing some uh, enemies of Hydra. And then there's an innocent bystander who just witnesses it and. He kills that guy, and then yeah. he wakes up in a cold sweat with from the horror of that dream where he killed an innocent person. And uh, then we see him doing good deeds, and uh, we find out later that he's doing good deeds for the father of that dude that he killed in that dream. Mm-hmm. And then we see him in therapy, yeah. and the therapist is asking him, what is the dream about? And he won't tell her. Can I just uh, mention real quick, um, again, yes. this is just... This is me from a film background, but the shots in this scene were fucking yeah. amazing. Like if you sit there and watch like the scene and break it down, like the the shots, like the angles that they use um, to tell the story is just so so well done. Like uh, that, just even that opening shot of him sitting in front of that giant painting. And I used you, to have it. It's it's a wallpaper mural. I used oh, yeah. to have it in my living room when I lived in Mississauga. Go oh, ahead. Oh really? Oh, okay. So anyways, yeah, um, you just see that huge, like, mural, and he's just, like, small in, in the center of it. It's just kind of showing how he's just kind of, like, in a, in a, in a lost place right now. You know what I mean? He's, it's just really well done. It's really yes. Uh, I would say that, that these scenes are, are cubic, Kubrick-esque in the way they are mm. shot and edited. Yes. Um, a lot of use of framing and um, close-ups and uh, um, non-visual communication mm-hmm. uh, 
communicated uh, through through storytelling. Sorry, not nonverbal. I said nonvisual. Yeah. I meant nonverbal. Nonverbal uh, storytelling. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. <clears throat> so, but anyways, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Um, the whole time I'm watching this scene, mm-hmm. I'm looking at this dude's face, and I'm thinking, would I believe him as middle-aged Luke Skywalker? Mm. Um, and I don't know. He'd have to work on the accent for me, for sure. But uh, yeah, he definitely maybe. have to practice the voice if he maybe if he ever ends up playing him. <clears throat> I agree. He does have the look, though. Anyway, if he died a super well, blonde, yeah. Um, so where do we go from here in this episode? Um, so he's basically trying to come in terms that he's not a killer anymore and he has to basically, um, I don't know, is he, is he doing like the, the steps like in that Seinfeld episode where he has to apologize to the people <laughs> that he wronged right. in the past? Cause that's basically what he does. <laughs> it seems world. like he's living his life to get atonement for his darkness. He thinks mm-hmm. he doesn't think the therapy is going to help him. He thinks that going out and doing good deeds to make up for the bad things that he did might be the only thing that can save him. Is what it appears to be to me. He doesn't say that out loud, but yeah. you know, it's 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 kind of romantic storytelling in a way. You know, this gritty, realistic life that he's living. It almost feels like Rocky a little bit um, in the like intimate, conversational um, style of how they portray it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's this charming bartender who he has a date with and it goes terribly and all that. Uh, w- when he's helping out the, uh, the old man, the father of the boy that he killed. Mm-hmm. Who we find out a little bit later that it was actually. Yeah. It's revealed later. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I jumped ahead. Uh, <laughs> And uh, then we go back to Sam uh, going back to his hometown, visiting his sister and his nephews, and uh, a whole to do about the family business. Mm-hmm. And um, she's selling it. It's a shrimping boat. Am I wrong with that? It's like a fishing boat. Uh, and... It's definitely a fishing boat. I don't, I don't know if they necessarily just catch shrimp, but yeah, it's definitely a fishing boat. I'm pretty sure. The, the deck of it really looks like the deck, the deck of the boat from Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. That's what. Sorry, it could be, um, right, right? But they could. they never said what they caught. But yeah, yes. Yeah. Um. So anyway, she's gonna sell the business because it's going under, and he's like, "No, let me try to help you save it." And she's like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." Um. And then he's like, "Come on." And then like, "Okay, we'll see." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, at this point, but without me jumping ahead, I'm not jumping ahead. See. Yeah. Um, and then we have the date with the bartender and, um, you know, you see how uncomfortable, uh, Bucky is with, uh, just trying to be a normal person. You know, he's got to wear a glove over his robot hand and lie and say that he has poor circulation when asked about it. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that just shows you how uncomfortable he is in the real world. Yeah. Um, yeah. He ends up running out on her. Well, she brings up the whole uh, him, the old man grieving over his son and how hard it's been on him. So obviously that hit right. him, and he—that's why he took off. Yeah, and he runs off to the old man's apartment, knocks on his door. The old man says, 
hey, what are you doing here? And he's like, he sees the old man has a shrine to his son. And uh, he's speechless. And uh, he can't say what he came to say. It looked like he came to say, I I killed your son. I'm sorry. But he says, sorry, I I forgot I owed you for lunch. And he gives him some money Mm -hmm. and he walks away. Um. So it looks like he came close to the redemption that he was seeking, even though I don't know what good that would have done, telling the old man it was me. Um, well, I think maybe giving him some closer, just knowing how his son died, I guess. Yeah, plus, but, uh, uh, if you uh, notice, he has like a list of people, I guess, that he wronged, and he's like crossing them off one by one. Yeah. So I'm guessing uh, his name is probably on that list as well <clears throat> when he like confesses what he's done, because uh, sure. I'm sure it's going to happen. Uh, before the end of this series, I don't see why they would not, <laughs> right? But you think we're going to get closure on that? Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe they, maybe we will. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Tough storyline. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see and where that goes. We get Sam and his sister. Uh, he convinces her. Um, mind you, we didn't really talk about it, but he convinces her to try to get a bank loan. Uh, because yep. he wants to save the boat. Uh, apparently, he doesn't have money because Stark doesn't pay him. <laughs> yep. Right. <laughs> so he doesn't work for Stark. He works for the government, yeah. right? Like and the I, government hired him with Stark Tech. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and then we uh, we see them like packing up a bunch of food. I am assuming that they are selling. And then we flash forward to Switzerland. The bank. The bank turns them down for the loan because we didn't get that um, yet. Oh, yeah. So really? we flash forward to Switzerland because uh, that dude that um, is working with Sam, his his sidekick, um, is trying to figure out who the flag was. It flag crushers, flag the flag smashers, smashers. Sorry, the flag smashers. He's kind of like a CIA agent type. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like intelligence support for yeah. whatever Sam's department is. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, chasing he's chasing down the flag smashers. He saw their their posts on Facebook for a protest, so he went to it. Yeah, uh, and he got the crap beat out of him. Yes, yes. Got curb stomped. Yes. And then we go to Sam and his sister at the bank. Yes. <laughs> and we think it's going well because the guy from the bank recognizes him as Falcon from the Avengers. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, hey, what's your income? You don't have any income here for five years. And he's like, yeah, there was the blip. I was blipped. Yeah. And they're like, oh, sorry. Sucks to be you. No loan. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) But yeah, so we kind of find out that everyone who's blipped in the last five years um, are trying to get bank loans as well. And, um, of course, uh, because there's so many people trying to get these loans, everyone's getting turned down left, right, and center because they changed the rules. Turmoil. Yeah. They changed the rules to uh, to accommodate non-blippers, <laughs> basically. Refugees. Yeah. Um, they called the people who got blipped and came back refugees because most of their existences were, were officially wiped away and they were declared dead and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they came back, there was no place for them, no jobs, no, you know, like bank accounts, no probably social security numbers, yeah. uh, you, you know, completely wiped clean. So 
they were like brand new people had arrived on America's shores, yeah. uh, and uh, and America is struggling to take them all back in, um, and it, it it's affecting even an Avenger here. Yeah. So we see this real gritty, grounded in the real world MCU, as as that's what MCU fans love about Marvel. <laughs> Spider-Man had to work two jobs to pay his... Ra- Shut up, Jared. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then he has a fight with his sister. And um, and then uh, what happens then? He goes on the boat. He goes on the boat. Uh, he gets he that message at a picture from his... Of him and his dad on the boat. As yeah. His kid is sad. And he gets the message from... His intelligence... They tell this dude with a picture of his beaten up face. Look what they did to me, fucking! <laughs> I, I thought that was really weird taking a taking a selfie of your beat up face. No, he didn't take a selfie. It was a video. Oh, yeah, it was. A anyway, video. he was talking to him on the video. Anyway, he, he feels it, Falcon. He feels it, Falcon, that these flag smasher characters with their black masks and the red handprint mm-hmm. are exceptionally strong, like super soldiers. Yeah. Uh oh. Yep. And then, Uh-oh. and then he turns on the TV. And oh, at that very same moment, he turns on the TV, and what the hell? Some senators announcing the new Captain America. The new Captain America. The new Captain America. Dun dun and there dun. There he is. There he is. He comes out. This dude, no name, nothing. Just this dude. In a Captain America costume, carrying the shield. The shield that Sam put in the Smithsonian. This very same episode. He put it in the Smithsonian. Now this guy's holding it. The Smithsonian must have been pissed. They were like, are you serious? We just just put it there. What are you talking about? (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) I wish wish they'd shown that scene. Like, what happened? Like... Like they had this whole big giant glass case in the Smithsonian. It looked mm-hmm. beautiful. Like they were like, "Fuck no, give it back." What? Come on. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. So um, that's the end of that episode, and it's shocking, and um, it's troubling, and we're all very excited for episode two. Nobody was disappointed at the end of this episode because it was so great. That's right. Um, I do you have any final thoughts on episode one before we give it our ratings? <clears throat> no, uh, I enjoyed it. Like uh, like I told you, um, I had no problem with them exploring the backstory of uh, Sam and uh, his troubled life, um, and uh, obviously uh, the Winter Soldier and his troubled past that he's struggling with his demons. And yeah, no, I thought it was a great episode, and I would give it an eight out of ten. Cool. Yes. Um, I I thought it was uh, pretty. <sighs> what did I think? Um, <laughs> I thought the action scene was good, but awesome. uh, I I could have seen something just as good in a movie like um, Mission Impossible Six. All right. And I don't give a shit about those movies. I don't really, I don't care about like action scenes with like stunt scenes and flying scenes. Um, it's, and the, and when I see like the wingsuits come out, I'm like, okay, it's corny. I, I didn't, 
Uh, it was it was good for what it was. Sure, it was done really good, but I don't like it. I'm not interested. Um, the Falcon characters still don't care. So um, the backstory was fine. I mean, if if we're if we're gonna watch uh, six hours of these characters, yeah, I'm gonna watch their backstory. I I I don't mind that, except that like the entire second half of this episode was just that, and then ending. And I just felt like. The opening action scene, I felt like, okay, that was a great setup for something that's coming later. And it was just like, that was the entire action segment of the episode. And I just felt like that was a clunky way to build this episode and then make me wait a week for something that's coming next. Like, uh, after the slow part. And if, and yes, the Captain America reveal like should have been shocking, but we saw that we saw pictures of that like a year ago and and we got the casting announcement of that guy and the whole story about him his character like so we weren't surprised as an audience by that at all and i thought it looked shitty like i thought like the senator and like they only had like a a really tight shot that was like like six feet across because they probably only had this one little small part of a building that kind of looked like a government building to shoot at. I don't know. That's what I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Maybe COVID they had, maybe COVID they had to do it in a small set. Maybe it was a green screen. I don't think it was a green screen. I think he came walking out of it, but um, I don't know. I felt like that shot looked really kind of cheap and lame. And I, and I was disappointed even in that. So um, I thought it, like uh, for, like this should have gotten me hyped up for what was coming next, and I was just like, "Ugh!" And um, and I yeah, I give it about a six. I All didn't right. like it. Fair enough. Anyway, there. Uh, episode two. Episode I really two. Liked. <laughs> episode two mm-hmm. uh, started starts out in a weird place. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Like it. Like we started feeling uncomfortable. In the beginning of this episode, I think I did anyway, um, because it starts with uh, the unzipping of a zipper, like the slow, long, slow reveal mm-hmm. of something—a very close-up shot, another Kubrickian very close-up shot that builds tension and focus. Um, and it's a Captain America suit in a in a suit bag, and then we see this soldier guy walking along these lockers, and he's uh, looking at his locker and he's peeling a name off. And we don't know this right at the moment, but later we find out that's his own name. This is his high school locker. Mm-hmm. We start to figure out here, this is Captain America, the new one, the one that we saw at the end of this episode. Yep. Uh, his wife comes in to to give a pep talk because he's going out to meet the public and have some kind of ceremony, be introduced to everybody. Mm-hmm. They're doing it at his high school where he was a football star. It's a sweet scene between he and his wife, who were who were high school sweethearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, this really feels like it's giving you a true superhero backstory for a new Captain America, and it's weird at this point. I felt like yeah. I'm like, wow. Here's what I think about this show now, Kev. This show is Captain America, part three or part, part four. four. Part four. (laughs) This is, this is what, this is a Captain America movie without Steve Rogers. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't think they had the balls to call it Captain America because they were afraid of fan reaction. Um, because 
this is really like what the what the comic would be if 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 in the comic Steve Rogers died, but somebody else took over the mantle, which happened a lot in Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes sense that it would happen in the films too. So uh, here we are with a new guy taking on the mantle of Captain America. And they're really selling it as legit to us here. Like his wife leaves after giving him a pep talk and he's nervous to talk to people because he's not a talker. But we find out a little bit about his his military record and he seems like a sincere, like uh, decent soldier for as far as we could tell. He's got his soldier buddy here. They were special ops together. Um, likeable. If, if it wasn't for us thinking, oh, my God, what about Steve Rogers or Oh my God! What about Sam, who just gave the shield up because he said nobody should replace Steve Rogers? Mm-hmm. If if it wasn't for all of that, there would be no reason to not like this character or to, or to suspect this character of anything. Right. So I felt like this this opening was was really cool in that I kind of didn't mind this character. Um, I kind of thought it was interesting seeing somebody new try to fill the boots of Steve Rogers after he's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you give me a likable, interesting character and this actor who is, um, I believe he's Kurt Russell's son, Kurt Wyatt Russell's Russell. Son, yes. Um, totally great, believable guy mm-hmm. in this role. Um, I'm in now I'm interested. Yes. This is the character that I'm interested in. <laughs> um, but let me get the ceremony. Uh, it is high school field, and it, and it feels very much like the first Captain America movie, Captain America's first promotional tours back in the, I don't know what it was, the 30s, I guess? Uh, something like that, yeah. Definitely before the 50s, yeah. or I don't remember when the cap, first Captain America movie took place, sorry. Um, but he goes on Good Morning America. He says Good Morning America. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of very cutesiness, and <clears throat> it's somehow maddening to people who are like, "Oh no, we love Steve Rogers." At the yeah. same time, and there's so that little that little nod. I'm assuming to the original Captain America. I don't know, is it him in this toy box? Actually, maybe it's the new Captain America. No, it's the new one because it's wearing the new suit. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking. I just froze, uh, I just froze so, it. So I thought it was the original this. one. That's uh, I thought it was a little nod. Yeah, at first I thought, oh my mm-hmm. god, he's signing a Steve Rogers doll. That's an insult to, to Captain America. Yeah. Or it's an insult to Steve Rogers. Um, but uh, no, I saw on a replay, on somebody doing an explanation video that it was actually the, this costume, the yeah. new costume. Yeah, no, I froze it. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, you know, they, ta- they give you information on him. They tell you more about his military history. He's a, he's a military hero. Mm-hmm. They show him throwing the shield around, and they talk about how his strength and speed and endurance are all off the charts. Um, he says he doesn't have super strength, but it kind of looks like maybe he does when he's That's throwing the shield around. exactly what I was thinking, right? and I don't know if they're trying to pass him off as not being on the, was it the super serum or whatever, but... It yeah, kind of looks like he is when he's like jumping out of fucking airplanes and yeah, totally. helicopters and drop kicking people and throwing the shield and shit. So I don't know, man. Well, I have a theory about that, but let's talk about the rest of the episode okay. before we get to that. Yes. Uh, so we see Bucky watching this on television, and then we immediately see Bucky go and find Sam. <laughs> 
and say, uh, why did you give up the shield, Sam, is the first thing he says to him. Um, not, make, not mincing any words. And I want to say, when Bucky and Sam are together, I like their characters better. It's less slow to me than watching them alone living their personal lives. Right. So that was good. They have great uh, chemistry. To me. To me, I I enjoyed I enjoyed their chemistry together. Yeah. Uh, even though I thought the the big three joke was a little clunky and dumb and very generic. Um, I thought it was funny. Look what's going on here. We have a bunch of villains who are apparently super soldiers, and then we have this new Captain America who seems like he may or may not be a, a super soldier and all of them are weaker versions right mm-hmm. none of them none of them are the pure captain america version um they're all like the slightly weaker version like winter soldier okay um i think where we're going here is i mean it seems to be like even though i i like the new captain america it seems to me like he's going to be a bad guy Okay, and I think I think it's all part of the same thing. I think the flag smashers and the reason uh, John Walker is enhanced are the same reason. But but we'll get to that still. Okay. Uh, so um, <clears throat> Falcon tells Winter Soldier <laughs> mm-hmm. about the suspected super soldier terrorists. Uh, after he yells at him for giving up the shield, and then Winter Soldier's like, okay, fine, I gotta go with you then. And now they're in a plane on a way to Moscow, uh, where... Was it Moscow? No, it was... Wasn't it Germany? Munich? Munich. It was Munich. Yeah, Munich. And, uh... And we get another funny scene of Falcon jumping out of the plane mid-conversation, but there's no suit, or they're they're too low for parachutes. So Winter Soldier has to just jump out of the plane with no suit, like Tony's, like like Tony Stark, like Steve Rogers did. Mm-hmm. And but he does it comically, of course. He lands really funny. Yeah. Ah, uh, you know he's the cranky, funny guy. He's the Wolverine of the show, mm. basically. Uh, but he's also pretty tough and pretty fast. Yeah. We get this line where, um, Red Wing comes up in his face and Bucky says, get the thing out of my face or I'm going to smash it. Um, which kind of get pays off in a little joke later. (laughs) It's funny because, uh, even when he's like walking in the warehouse here, um, whatever, like this abandoned building is, whatever. Uh, he swats a, it away. Yeah, like he a fly. swats it. <laughs> uh, shit, and it like reacts like it's real. Like, like when I say real, like, like that's how like a fucking like a bird would have reacted or something. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, so they get into this building and then they kind of secretly observe the flag smashers, mm-hmm. and it, it's obvious that they're super strong because they're carrying giant boxes. Um, that normal people wouldn't be able to carry. Um, so more evidence that we're dealing with people who got the super soldier serum somehow. Um, 
Yep. And uh, I'm sure we'll find that out soon <laughs> enough too, right? That the flag smashers take off in trucks. Mm-hmm. And they decide to go pursue because they saw there's somebody in the back of one of the trucks and they assumed it was a hostage for some reason. Yeah. They, they, they didn't assume it was one of them in the back of the truck. They assumed it was a hostage. Yeah. Um, so they go chasing after it. And then we get this action scene that really mm-hmm. reminded me of uh, that act, that episode of Mandalorian where they're... Where yes, they're... exactly what I was thinking too. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. Okay. When I was... Yeah, yeah. When Good. I watched it, I... Exactly. The one where they're trying to Good. steal the... Um, uh, I can't remember the name of the substance. The explosive right now. stuff. Yeah. The yeah. terbonium. Yeah. No, I don't know. I it, it's something name. like that. It is something like that, like terbonium. Two trucks yeah. driving one in front of the other and super powered people jumping back and forth between the trucks and having a giant fist fight on top of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty badass. Um, the, I, I, you know what? This uh, the leader of the Flag Smashers. This this female character, she uh, Red Wing Memphis comes Nest. flying up to her, shooting. Yeah, uh, <laughs> she she grabs Red Wing out of the air and smashes him on her knee. And uh, Winter Soldier has a great line. I always wanted to do that. Um, it's funny. Be- it's funny because he's making jokes while he's being punched, and it's very Han Solo-y, very uh, Logan-y. It's funny. You know what that is, right? No, what was that? Sorry, that's Emphis Nest's theme song. Right. So, so anytime we talk about her, I gotta play. Erin Kellyman is the, is the actress's name. She's the actress <laughs> who plays Carly Morgenthau, the leader of this this little this little sect of the Flag Smashers. Yeah. Um, she's apparently a super soldier, um, and man, I don't mind her. I like her actually. Mm-hmm. I really liked her as Emphis Nest, but it kind of bugs me how similar this character is. Like, yes. she's so typecast. And, and like, we, I have a feeling so, it's so, the, so typecast. Yeah, because the payoff, I have a feeling, is going to be the exact same thing. She's going to end up being the anti-hero, right? Like, you think she's the bad guy, oh, yeah. and then she's yeah. a hero. <laughs> because no, they, they have totally, totally fun, set, good motivations. Yeah. Like, I don't think, she, is there a plot to kill half of the people? I don't think so. Mm. I don't think they. I don't think they said what their plot actually is, did they? Uh, who the flag smashers? Yeah, not yet. They say they say they want to return things but, to the way they were. Yeah, well, during they, the blip, even but that would mean killing half the people. I don't think that's what they want to do. Even when they no, uh, even when they um, when, well, I'm flash. I'm going ahead a little bit here. They make reference to when they go to that like that that I don't know. I guess that safe room, whatever. Um, and the dude that's there, he's like, you guys are like Robin Hood. Like he even says that to them. Yeah. The, right. Yeah, so like the poor people who are suffering and who are blaming the people who came back from the blip for mm-hmm. their suffering, yeah. um, saying that like, like they're getting special treatment and they're getting all the resources and everybody else is being overlooked. Um, they support this movement and it really depends on how you look at it. Like I, I, I kind of feel like the flag smashers motivations seem almost legit here. And there's a lot of gray area, the same way I kind of like this Captain America, Mm. even though it's, we're kind of presented as we're not supposed to like him because 
because Falcon, this is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier show, yeah. right? Yeah. And they don't like him. Yeah. So um, I got to assume that we're not supposed to like him, and and I and I do think that he'll end up kind of being bad, but but bad in a way that's cool and very gray and not mm-hmm. like not like super like goofy black and white comic book villainy, mm-hmm. but just a guy who uh, I just think maybe. He thinks his his heart's in the right place, but but maybe he isn't the right man for the job, right? right. Maybe he's going to seek too much power that he shouldn't have because he's not the right guy for it. Like right. they 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 make like there's lines like you can't just punch your situation, punch your way out of every situation anymore. John um, so gives you the impression that maybe he's not the most even tempered guy. Maybe he's. Um, Maybe he could be not trustworthy for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though in this action scene, when he shows up, he does badass moves the same way Steve Rogers would have did with that shield. And there is a great um, storytelling moment in here, which I love. My favorite moment of this episode okay. is uh, the, the first time Captain America shows up and he throws the shield, uh, he would have hit Bucky. It looked like he threw it right at Bucky, but Bucky somehow knew and ducked at the last sec- at the last moment, and it went in and it hit the bad guys instead. Mm. Then a few moments later, Captain America throws it again, and he almost hits Bucky again, but Bucky catches it yeah. instead of instead of ducking it. And it's ob- it's obviously reminiscent of fucking the Winter Soldier when he cut catches the shield in midair. Yeah. This time he didn't catch it in midair with his robot hand. He catches it in midair with his regular hand, reminding you that yes, he is he does have the super su- soldier serum in him. Mm-hmm. Bucky is very super powered. Uh probably a, a purer version of whatever John Williams has or not or John Walker has or not. Mm-hmm. If John Walker has it, it's probably a weaker version because the the older versions going back closer to the Captain America version are always more pure in the comics. Um, this great moment where Bucky catches the shield and then passes it back to Cap as he runs past him. And it's like a moment that would have exactly been a Steve Rogers moment if Steve Rogers was there. Mm-hmm. But Bucky gets this look on his face like, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. Like, like I can't believe this is the world I live in now. Like, like, like he just sells it. It's a great as an actor. Uh, I forget his name. I'm sorry, uh, but, but Sebastian Stan. That fucking moment is beautiful. It's perfect. It's it's great storytelling in an action scene. I love uh, you know nonverbal storytelling like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, super fun action scene again, and I. And again, I like Captain America, and I like his sidekick, Battlestar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know what the big twist is going to be. I, I do think I know, but um, then we get this great scene afterwards where where Bucky and Falcon, are, where Falcon and the Winter Soldier are walking down the road together, and Captain America and Battlestar drive up in a Jeep and offer them a ride. And mm-hmm. They don't want to talk to them. They don't like him. They don't want to give him the time of day. They have banter. Captain America's trying to talk him into working with him. They find out that uh, Captain America's been tracking them through Red Wing yeah. because Red Wing is government technology and Captain America uh, works for the government too. Yeah. Um, Man, that little girl kicked your ass. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's funny. No, it's yeah. it's great dialogue in this scene, and um, uh, again, um, like I enjoy John Walker and his underdog kind of uh, status in this situation, and his like attempts to appeal to Falcon and Winter Soldier, and if he does turned villain it's like this is the perfect villain backstory setup he's because he's trying right and he's getting rejected Mm -hmm. so now he's gonna have some righteous rage like like you like i tried to work with you and i tried to do the right thing but you rejected me i wasn't good enough for you so now i'm doing it my way whatever it is whatever it's gonna be Mm -hmm. i suspect we're gonna see this guy get another like a real dose of super soldier serum and get like Steve Rogers level strength at some point, but that's just my guess. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of guesses for where this is going now. I'm I'm totally into theorizing mode for this show now, so I'm behind it obviously. Yeah. Uh, but we have this we have this funny moment where Battlestar reveals his name to uh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier's like. <laughs> Just it's like that's it. That's the last fucking straw. Get, let me out of the deep. He just walks away because yeah. that's a goofy fucking name. Yeah. Like the Winter Soldier is so much better, but um, it's way. I guess better. It, that's a way cooler name than Battlestar, yeah. dude. Yeah, Battlestar sounds like um like a name from Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, well, obviously it's it is the name of Battlestar Galactica. No, it's, but I'm but just saying, like you know, like Starbuck and yeah. <laughs> I mean, like dirt cheesy ass names. Yeah. So then we get that scene where you see the Flag Smashers are being kept in hiding by the people who support them. Um, And yeah, they're they're like Robin Hoods to the poor people of Sokovia or wherever this is. I don't think it's Sokovia anymore. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, then we get this great scene where Fogging with a Soldier on the plane going home together and, and. Winter Soldier's just like fuck it. Let's just let's just beat him up and take the shield and do it ourselves. Yeah. Um, good, good, good stuff. Yeah. Um, back to Baltimore and Bucky's like, there's someone I got I got to introduce you to someone that someone you got to meet and we meet um, Isaiah, char- character from the comics uh, who was Black Captain America, I think. Yeah, um, that's, or, what, uh, that's or, what I saw on a YouTube channel. I, I, yeah. I, did, I had no idea about this character. And his son, too, apparently, mm-hmm. in the comics. So both of these characters that we meet in this scene. Uh, but yes, we find out there was a black super soldier uh, from the same time as Captain America. And we meet him in this scene, and we see that uh, he he wasn't treated well by, the, by America and the government, and he's kind of poor and disgruntled and left out and mad about it mm-hmm. and um uh a fascinating new character that you could really do something with i'm really getting into this captain america lore now these are all captain america ca- characters from the comics being introduced here that's why i say this is a this is a captain america sequel without steve rogers yeah but they, they didn't want to call it that so they called it fucking winter soldier um but um this is a great scene too. Uh, Just before this happens, sorry, uh, there was a great scene uh, when they're walking to his house where the kid's like, "Hey, Black Falcon!" And right, he's right, like, right. Are you calling me Black Falcon because I'm black? 
And he's like, well, that's what my dad calls you. I'm like, he's like, okay, little, all right, black. Because, because he was <laughs> called Black Falcon in the seventies in the comics for a while. Oh, yeah, and okay, and they, they didn't, they didn't call him that when they brought him into MCU. And then they just, they're like that, that scene like totally explained it, Yeah. but it was a totally cool, believable scene at the same time. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. No, yeah. it was a good, it was a good, nice little scene. Like, so. That's the way my dad knows you is because yeah, that when my dad was reading comics as a kid, that was your name. Yeah. Um, it's it's really cool, kind of breaking the fourth wall, like meta in level to that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, that scene after that, uh, Bucky gets arrested in the street because there's a warrant out for him. Uh, after we get this whole kind of racial tension very, moment, which yeah, I very racial tension. Which I, which I, I felt was like uh, I don't know if this is going to be a thing in this show or what, but. Um, I don't know if it'll be a thing, but uh, it definitely, I guess because uh, Maryland um, is, and again, um, I learned this because of the wire. (laughs) Yeah. But like, there's like a black Maryland and a white Maryland and it's, I don't know, it's very, um, there's a ghetto and I guess this Isaiah must be in like the black part, I'm guessing, because, you know, he runs into black kids on the street and of course... Yeah. He's black, and obviously his son is black too. So uh, yeah. obviously, when when there's like a white person comes into this neighborhood, I guess they just assume that he's either being kidnapped or being harassed. So I well, they, um, they get into an argument. Like yeah. this is interesting because the the reason the reason Winter Soldier gets arrested is the police come and interrupt them because they're in an argument, and the police are assuming that that. Falcon is harassing the Winter Soldier yes. because he's black and he's white. Yes. Um, and it looks like they're going to arrest Falcon just mm-hmm. for raising his voice at a white person yeah. in the street for a minute uh, before they realize who they are. Yeah. When they realize who they are, then they then they find out there's a warrant out for Falcon's arrest for missing his mandatory therapy sessions. Yeah. Um, so then we go to the jail where... Winter Soldier's being released by Captain America's say, mm-hmm. or it's a mental hospital if it's not a jail. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, I feel like they're at a jail. Um, but yeah, what it his... looks what it what it looks like here is he got arrested because of racism, and then he got released because of the power of Captain America. So. Uh, well, he got arrested because he missed his his um, therapist meeting. Right, but the cops wouldn't have been mandatory. talking to him. The cops wouldn't have been talking to him if it wasn't for that racist. Absolutely, moment no, absolutely, right. So, right? yeah, no, they were definitely harassing Sam, right? right? Which is, I'm sure they threw this into the show based on the fact of what's going on in America right now uh, with like. Um, Sorry, what's I can't. Why am I drawing a blank on his name right now? The the guy that got killed uh, last year. Um. Oh my God, Lloyd Floyd, George uh, Floyd, George Floyd. Thank you. I'm sure they threw this in be based on like all the events that happened last year with the Black Lives Matter, and I'm sure this is just their way of just like not. I, I want to say pain, pain homage. To what's going on in America right now, they're addressing Just what's going on in keeping America. Keeping Marvel rooted in the real world, yeah, again. exactly, like right? They, like they always do, yeah. 
So um, without going over the top with like having people chanting Black Lives Matter and stuff, you know what I mean? But I'm sure this is just them kind of addressing what's going on in America. That's but my does, guess. That's my speculation. Does, does this associate this Captain America with white supremacy in America? Um, because I because would, he stroll he strolls in and waves his hand and says, uh, "This is how you're free. I I have all the power here." After. We see. I didn't take it that way. Uh, he has a black psychic. Like <laughs> he's married to a black woman. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure it's not him showing. Sure. Like, sure. His. You're right. right. He's definitely using his white privilege as as a right. not necessarily white privilege, right. but he's using his privilege as as a superhero in this situation for sure for bailing him out, whatever. Sure. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't necessarily think it's like. I'm white. So then, him. <laughs> I'm white. He's white. Here's your get out of free card. Jail out of free. Uh, your get free out of jail card. That's what I'm trying to say. So it turns out that Winter Soldier's doctor is like a military doctor. So she's actually in charge of Falcon too, if she wants to be, mm-hmm. because. Um, <laughs> Winter Soldier's one rule that if he wants to be released is he has to have a mandatory session with his therapist right away and then she orders Falcon to join them and then we have another therapy session. Did you get the vibe that she was probably a super soldier as well? No. Because in in the first scene with uh, with him uh, with um, Winter Soldier and her she makes a reference to being in the army like back in the day with him or something like that. There's a line and I was thinking I was thinking is she a super soldier too? Like you know what mm. I mean? I don't know. Uh if you rewatch Is it, everybody a super soldier? Maybe she's point. a scroll though. She could be a scroll. You're, you're don't, right. don't you don't never forget. know. That's true. But yeah, no, I just there was a line that she said and I was just like is she a winter soldier or is she a, like a super soldier as well? Like I don't know. But anyways, I was just I was just curious if you if you had the same vibe I did with her. But yeah, uh, another no, another I, great scene with the with the therapist, which I thought was <laughs> funny. Yeah, I I did it. I actually went to the bathroom during that scene. But oh, did um, you? Yeah. <laughs> After pause, that, we had another. There's a pause button, motherfucker. <laughs> we had another great scene uh, in the parking lot. Yeah. Falcon and Winter Shoulder Soldier run into Captain America and Battlestar. Yeah, just leaning on a car in full costume in the street. Yeah. Um, a cop car. <laughs> again, Captain America is like, "Please work with us," and they're like, "No." And then Captain America says, "A word of advice: then stay the stay the hell out of my way." Yeah. And menacingly. Now he's like, no more Mr. Nice Captain America Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Fuck you guys. Fucking John Walker. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then we get a scene where the Planet Smash, the Flag Smashers, sorry, Planet Smashers are a ska band. The Flag mm-hmm. Smashers are the terroristy organization of Super Soldier Serum Rebels who uh, we don't know how they got their powers, uh, but we know that they want to restore the world to the way it was during the blip. Mm-hmm. One world, one people is their slogan, which I think is a fantastic slogan. It reminds me of Bob Barnley. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I, I kind of like these guys in their, in their 
their purpose. I don't know what their plan is yet, but I I don't mind them um, politically so far. I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, they're 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 loading their stuff onto the plane. They're but government trucks are rolling up on them. They're about to be captured. Um, so one flag smasher sacrifices himself to help the the rest get away. Just showing how loyal these people are to their cause, how loyal this group is to their leader. To let to let his leader and the rest of them escape, he just sacrifices himself. Mm-hmm. Gets shot down in the street. Which by I thought federal was kind of sorry. I thought it was kind of weird because wasn't didn't uh, wasn't Captain America previous to bullets? If I remember correctly, did he ever get I... shot? I don't know, but you have to remember that Steve Rogers is more powerful than any anybody else who has the serum. Right. Okay. Uh, he he got the purest version, and he got it injected into every part of his body at once in that machine. Right. That that doesn't exist anymore. Um, so anybody else who's a super soldier is not on his level at all. Okay. I don't think he was impervious to bullets because he used the shield to block bullets a lot. He did use the shield, yeah. Like Wonder Woman. Um, I don't know, I just felt but, like he got shot in the movies. I don't know. Okay, he had, I could be he wrong. Had, but. He, had, he had really fast healing, like Wolverine. Mm. Uh, so if he could get shot, he would recover quickly. Okay. Anywho, mm-hmm. um, this episode basically ends now um, after that exciting scene with Falcon and Winter Soldier deciding to go and talk to Baron Zemo. And, and we get a very Batman-like walk down uh, looks like a mental hospital hallway look like Arkham Asylum or at least a prison that's like a mental asylum. And we get Baron Zemo sitting in his prison cell mm-hmm. waiting waiting for Falcon and Winter Soldier to come talk to him. So that's the big reveal. If, if you're a big Captain America fan, again, you're excited about the return of Baron Zemo and and like me, you probably feel like now you are watching a Captain America sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, which, again, I think when Falcon Winter Soldier is at its best, that's what it is. And, um, well, Kev, um, mm-hmm. let me just, uh, I'll wrap up first this time. Okay. And uh, I'll say, uh, um, um, yeah, I'm in. I'm in now. Um I, I like the intrigue uh, of Johnny Walker. Um, I, I like the fact that he's kind of a gray Jedi. He's neither good nor bad. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's he's got good intentions now, but you could tell maybe he's got the potential to um, uh, to cause some trouble to get his way. Um, I have a feeling where we're going here, Kev, is uh, we're going down the road uh, toward. Uh, sorry, the character from The Incredible Hulk. Uh, uh, the character who was trying to make super soldiers, um, trying to recreate, the, trying to use the super soldier serum to make new super soldiers. Mm, um, why am I? I'm drawing a blank. In the comics, he starts a group of his own uh, that kind of, uh, they oppose the Avengers for a while, they take the Avengers place for a while. Um, but they end up like really not being good guys, even though they work for the American government. Mm. Uh, damn it. It's killing me. This guy's name. Sorry. Uh, does it start with power by any chance? No, 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 no. Um, damn it. I, I want to pause and look it up right now, but it's going to take too long. 
it's going to take too long to look it up while we're recording. <clears throat> no, uh, because uh, I, I saw someone reference um, that the villain could be uh, a guy named Power Broker. Is that who you're trying to remember or no? Um, no. So um, they actually do reference Power Broker in this. Um, there's It's a quick scene where he's like, um, when I think it was during that heist thing and near the end where the guy sacrificed himself, he says something about Power Broker. And I guess people are theorizing that this guy is going to be, oh, I got like a text from Power Broker where they're on to us or something like that. Um, but anyways, uh, that's who I was thinking you were trying to. Yeah. Um, damn. I'm totally looking this shit up now, dude. <laughs> Uh, You're not trying to remember the abomination, are you? No, the guy who made him, the the guy from the army, the guy who in the the closing credits scene of the Hulk he meets up with Tony Stark, and Tony Stark says, uh, "Biotech's not the way you, way to go. You got to go with hardware." Uh, uh, big mustache. Uh, he was a famous actor from older stuff. Um, God damn it. <clears throat> the Incredible Hulk movie that starred 2008. Hold on, there we go. That starred, um, what's his face? Uh, Tim Roth, right? Not Tim Roth. Um, Ed Norton. Ed Norton, thank you, sorry. Tim Roth. William Hurt, William Hurt, General Thunderbolt Ross. Okay. General Thunderbolt Ross was trying to achieve, was trying to build new super soldiers. Um, I think we're going to find out that these flag smashers were working for General Thunderbolt Ross, and I think we're going to find out that John Walker was also working for him and and Battlestar, and they've all got a weaker version of the Super Soldier Serum. Okay. Uh, this would be very much in line with stuff that happens in the comics, and we also know that General Thunderbolt Ross is in the Black Widow movie. Right. Uh, and he's coming back for this for this era of MCU. So uh, that's my theory for where this is all going. Anyway, that was a long way for me to say. I give this episode <laughs> uh, a, an 8 out of 10. Okay. Really like it. Looking forward to seeing where we go next with John Walker. I hope we get more John Walker. Okay. And um, I think we're going to get a big reveal of who's behind John Walker in the U.S. government, who's really responsible for this new Captain America and I have a feeling it's going to be Thunderbolt Ross. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, I really enjoyed this episode as well. Um, uh, to me, uh, it was pretty much, I don't know, pretty much on par with the first episode. Uh, I'm sitting at an 8, 8.5. So, right on. Um, there was some parts of it, like like I said, like with the whole um, Sam being harassed by the cops and stuff like that. It was just like, it kind of felt a little bit more surreal. Um, I saw one, one, uh, and this is something I, I'm just going to talk about this real quick. Um, they, I was watching, I think it was like new rock stars and they made reference to, um, so I guess, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, fuck the guy they went, Isaiah. Was it Isaiah? Yeah. Yeah. Isaiah. Um, they, I guess he made a reference to the Tuskegee, the Tuskegee 
I can't even say this word. Tuskegee Airmen. Yeah. So, but the Tuskegee syphilis study. And I never knew about this. And I actually had to look it up. And it's basically, I guess syphilis was like this, um, this huge thing. Yeah, no, I know what syphilis is, but apparently it was like a huge thing happening in, uh, in the States, I guess, between the thirties and all the way up until, I guess, like, I don't know, I want to say like the eighties or something like that, or the seventies. So anyways, uh, apparently what the government was doing was they were giving, um, blacks, um, they told them that it was like a cure and they were part of like this experiment to see if this cure works, but they were giving them placebos. So literally this was a government thing too. And they were like basically giving these, uh, these blacks, uh, the, the placebos and, and seeing how long syphilis would actually last. They were studying the effects of syphilis in black people, but they were telling the black people they were treating them. They were, they were treating them, them, but they were giving them. Yep. And I never knew about this, and I, yeah. I had to look it up. That's, and I was just like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's it's a, messed up. Uh, America is amazingly fucking racist. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what else to say, but yeah. the, the, the history... His, not even just the history of America. The America today is still shockingly, shockingly racist. Yes. It's awful. It's yes, terrible. One hundred percent. And 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 uh, Falcon Winter Soldier is doing a good job of of putting some of that on display in its story, mm-hmm. and it's interesting to see where they're going to go with that. But I I really do I really did enjoy the introduction of this Isaiah Bradley character, mm-hmm. um, a, a classic uh, black super soldier character from Marvel Comics, and. Um, I'm looking forward to this. I like this fleshing out of this character. For Captain America, it makes sense for the mantle to be passed on. It it mm-hmm. it was it was the U.S. government that introduced this character, yep. so the U.S. government would continually reintroduce this character, yep. and there would be people clamoring to try to be the next Captain America. Yep. It, it, it and it's and it's kind of fascinating to yep. see someone else try to take on the mantle and see how they see how they do in, in the boots, and especially when it's a compelling character. I'm. I'm totally interested. Like it's like like I would say I don't want to see Batman replaced. That doesn't make sense to me, right? Like right. like may, maybe somebody picks up the mantle and wants to do what Batman did, but they don't become the next Batman. You know, like mm. they become something in in that jo- in that vein. But uh, with Captain America, it's like yeah, it's a job. I get that. It's 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 interesting to me. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No. Good episode. I enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to uh, the next episode. Obviously. So. Cool. Yeah. Looking forward to next week on Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Boom! <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I guess next week uh, we'll be talking about episode three, and um, I'm assuming Godzilla? Um, when is When does Godzilla actually drop? Uh, on Wednesday. Well, then, yes, we are going to be reviewing Godzilla versus Kong next week. Yeah. And that's going to be dope, yeah. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. Yeah, Looking should forward be fun. To that. Should be fun. All right, brother. Well, then, um, I, I don't know. Is I, is there anything you watched this week? Uh, anything you want to talk about besides? Uh, uh, I rewatched Cannibal the Musical. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with that one. Uh, nope. it's, it's the um, it's the movie that kind of kick-started, I guess, um, the South Park guys, Matt, Matt, uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Uh, okay. It's the, uh, apparently it was, it was like their, their thesis film in, uh, in, I guess, college or whatever. 
Okay. And uh, it was picked up by Troma, uh, Troma Video, if you're familiar with Troma. Um, they did, like, obviously, um, uh, why am I drawing a blank on the name? Um, oh, my God. It's, like, right there, and I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Toxic Avenger. <laughs> oh. Cool. They did, like, the Toxic Avenger. They're, they're, like, they actually released uh, Spike Lee's, like, first, like, movie and stuff. Uh, I don't yep. know if you know this, but his first movie was actually a horror movie, um, which I'm drawing a blank on the name right now. But anyways, um, so they released, uh, I guess he picked up um, after South Park got big. Um, I guess he bought the rights to that movie and released it. And yeah, it's 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 one of those uh, if you if you love South Park, uh, you'll love Cannibal the Musical. It's literally set up like a musical. <laughs> um, it's like kind of modeled after i guess like a, a musical like oklahoma or whatever and it's just so well done and it's it's very south park comedy and obviously there's like over the top violence and then stuff like that it's 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 a fun fun watch but other than that uh yeah no i can't really think of anything else i've been i've been binging uh superstore which i believe i brought up last week which is really funny show uh, they just ended it this week. Actually, the finale was this week, uh, so I'm not quite there yet. Uh, other than that, uh, I think that's pretty much about it. What about you? No, brother. Uh, I yeah, I haven't had a lot of time lately. Yeah. I haven't watched very much. So, uh, okay. Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think, was the totality of what I took in this week. Right. Um, so I'm glad it was good. Good. Uh, good. <laughs> I'm glad you're finally on board. <laughs> And I'm looking forward to Godzilla vs. Kong. Yes, me too. Um, you know, there was exciting news. Uh, we didn't talk about it in, the, in, in News of the Week, obviously. But uh, Helen Mirren was cast to be in Shazam 2. That's, That's right. awesome. Yeah. Um, I and... really like the first Shazam movie. I'm looking forward to a part two. Black Adam has got a release date, too. They just announced that. And Pierce Brosnan has been cast to play Dr. Fate in Black Adam. Mm-hmm. Dr. Fate, of course... The DC version of Doctor Strange, not really, but uh, comparable. Um, and, and Pierce Brosnan, uh, a great choice. I think a great choice. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to that quite a bit. Um, but that's all I have for this week on episode 75 of Tool for this podcast. So if you're listening, thank you very much. And um, we hope you'll come back next week and enjoy again. Uh, please drop us a comment. Please drop us a like, a subscribe, uh, uh, a rating on iTunes would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, other than that, uh, I don't know, Kev, um, any, anybody on the phones, anybody, uh, in the comments that we want to address? Uh, I don't know. I, the top three are, are lit up here. Um, let's just randomly pick one. I'll pick number three. Pick. Uh, you're on the air with uh, with uh, Kevin Jer. That's the end. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she just keeps sneaking in there. That's how I don't know how she gets through every time, Kev. But yes, Miss Jackson, <laughs> because I am nasty. That's the end of episode seventy-five of Too Old for This Podcast. Yep. Please, everybody, stay safe mm-hmm. and just chill. Till the next episode.